We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, we're going to discuss California Assembly Bill 2223, which many people are saying effectively legalizes infanticide up to 60 days post-birth. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thank you so much for listening into the show. As I said in the introduction, today's topic is the California Assembly Bill 2223. I'll say that again if you want to look it up and read more on this particular bill. If you haven't been following this story, it is critical. California Assembly Bill 2223. It just passed the Assembly Health Committee in an 11 to 3 vote this past Tuesday night. This bill removes all criminal liability from mothers in relation to all pregnancy outcomes, that's the quote from the bill, including the death of a newborn for any reason during the period following birth. This is what many people are saying. Now, of course, the proponents of the bill are denying that, But the debate revolves around the definition of one word that's included in the bill. Perinatal. Not prenatal, but perinatal. The bill includes that word. And as I've said a thousand times on this show, words matter. Definitions matter. If we don't understand the definition of perinatal, then we are not going to understand the impact of this particular bill, not only on California, but likely across the land. Because this bill will be challenged, it'll go to the Supreme Court, and the ruling will therefore affect all of us across the country. It's the same thing that took place several years ago with regard to the definition of marriage. If you recall correctly, the people of California voted for traditional marriage. It's called Proposition 18. They voted for traditional marriage. The people of California said by vote that a marriage in California was between a man and a woman. One man, one woman, that's marriage. But the courts overruled it. It goes to the Supreme Court, and then a handful of years later, we get the Obergefell decision, and now you know the consequences of those ideas. Ideas matter. Ideas always have consequences. Words matter. The definitions of words matter. They mean something. And when you use the word paranatal in a law, in statute, when you codify it into law, as they've done in California, there's going to be a consequence for the use of that word and how it plays out over culture. So in today's show, we're going to talk about abortion. I'm going to talk about the definition of human life. I'm going to talk about the definition of perinatal. 
and I'm going to do so within the context of Justice Kennedy's 1992 statement that I've referred to before, where he said in Planned Parenthood versus Casey that at the heart of liberty is the right of every human being to define his own concept of life and existence and the meaning of the universe. And I've said before that these words were laden with difficulty and problems that set us up for the mess that we're now in. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. As I said, today's topic is California Assembly Bill 2223. Now, why should you care, especially if you don't live in California? Well, because what happens in California never stays in California. You know this to be true. I used the example before the break of the definition of marriage. The people of California voted to define marriage as between one man and one woman, and then the courts overruled it. It goes to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court rules that, no, the people of California not only are wrong, but everybody in the United States that agrees with the majority vote in California. Well, you're wrong, too. And we, your betters, these people in black robes, are going to redefine marriage for you because you're too stupid to do it yourself. That's essentially what happened when it started in California and the tsunami worked its way eastward across the United States. Don't think it won't happen again. And this bill, this bill, HB, excuse me, not HB, California Assembly Bill 2223 is going to be the pretext for legal rulings across the United States as to whether or not it is acceptable and legal and moral to terminate a living human being after it's born. That is a fact. Now, you're going to go Google this, and you're going to see fact checkers disagreeing with what I just said. Don't listen to them. Well, you can listen if you want, but do your research. Go read the bill. Go read the bill. I'm going to read the pertinent portion to you right now. It says this, Notwithstanding any other law, a person shall not be subject to civil or criminal liability or penalty or otherwise deprived of their rights under this article based on their actions or omissions with respect to their pregnancy or actual potential or alleged pregnancy outcome, including miscarriage, stillbirth, abortion, or perinatal death due to a pregnancy-related cause. Did you hear that? Now, I'm going to read it again. Statutory language is often confusing. Sometimes I think it's intentional to throw you off guard. I'm going to read it again. I want you to listen carefully. Notwithstanding any other law, a person shall not be subject to civil or criminal liability or penalty or otherwise deprived of their rights under this article based on their actions or omissions with respect to their pregnancy or actual potential or alleged pregnancy outcome. Full stop. What the heck does that mean? Actual, potential, or alleged pregnancy outcome. Well, what's the outcome of a pregnancy? Well, it could be a miscarriage. It could be stillbirth. It could be abortion, at least in the minds of these butchers. Or, they say, 
perinatal death due to a pregnancy-related cause. Now, what is perinatal death due to a pregnancy-related cause? Well, a pregnancy-related cause could be a live baby, right? I mean, when you're pregnant, one of the outcomes of the pregnancy would be a healthy, live human being. You may not have a miscarriage. You may not have a stillborn child. You may have had some moral fiber and not aborted the child. They actually then say, or perinatal death due to a pregnancy-related cause. That's their language. Now, I want to go back and I want to talk about the word perinatal, because that's what they're hanging this legislation on. That's the pivot point of what we're talking about right now. That is the take-home. And the other language that I think is very important to zero in on is a pregnancy-related cause, something that happens as the result of a pregnancy. What happens as the result of a pregnancy? Well, you could have a miscarriage. You could have a stillborn child. Again, in our upside-down world today, you could abort the human being before it can draw its first breath. You could kill something that has eyes and ears and fingers and toes and lungs and a liver and a beating heart and a functioning brain. You could abort that thing. You could abort that human being. You could abort that little boy or little girl. You could kill it according to the law of the land in California. All right, you could do that. That could be one of the pregnancy-related outcomes or the causes of things that take place as the result of being pregnant. Or you could have an actual child, a healthy child, as the outcome of a pregnancy. Right? I mean, that should be what we're talking about right now. So what is a perinatal death due to a pregnancy-related cause? A perinatal death due to a pregnancy-related cause. Let's go back and read California law. They define it for us. They define it in their health title 22CPSP, and the California Department of Health says this, comprehensive perinatal services means what? Well, here's what they say. In the California Department of Health, they say this, Comprehensive perinatal services means obstetric, psychosocial nutrition, and health education service and related case coordination provided by or under the personal supervision of a physician during pregnancy and 60 days following delivery. Close quote. So in California statute, they actually say this, that comprehensive perinatal services includes, includes psychosocial, nutritional, and health education services and related case coordination up until 60 days following delivery. Hmm. Related case coordination up until 60 days following delivery. I want to read that one more time. Let that sink in. Perinatal services include health education, psychosocial, nutrition, in other words, obstetric services, up until 60 days following delivery. 
Now, the fact checkers are saying that, oh, you conservatives who are saying that this law is going to legalize infanticide, you're lying. You're blatantly lying. Those protesters out in front of the state capitol in Sacramento, they're crazy whack jobs. In fact, Assemblywoman Buffy Wicks, who is the sponsor of this bill, says this. Anti-abortion activists are peddling an absurd and disingenuous argument that the bill is about killing newborns, when ironically, the part of the bill they're pointing to is about protecting and supporting parents experiencing the grief of pregnancy loss. No person should face prison time for a tragic pregnancy outcome, and this bill will ensure that prosecutions and investigations have no place in reproductive health care, close quote. Now, what she just said is that no person should face prison time. No person should be investigated or prosecuted for a tragic pregnancy outcome. That's her language. That's her language. Now, a tragic pregnancy outcome could be a miscarriage, and none of us believe that anybody should be investigated or prosecuted for that. Nobody has ever suggested that an act of nature, a miscarriage, is something that you are morally responsible for if you've been carrying the child. And what about if it's a stillborn, a stillborn child? Well, it's absurd to suggest that anybody would ever think you should be investigated and prosecuted and face prison time for bearing a stillborn child. Well, what are the other possibilities, the potential pregnancy outcomes, to use their language. Well, one would be an abortion in the first trimester, the second trimester, or the third trimester, depending on the state that you live in, right? Now, what's another potential pregnancy outcome? Well, it's called birth, that the mother actually gives birth to a living, breathing, healthy child. That's a pregnancy outcome, right? Now, I want you to think about that, that fact in terms of pregnancy outcomes. And I'm going to read the law to you again. Notwithstanding any other law, a person shall not be subject to civil or criminal liability or penalty or otherwise deprived of their rights under this article based on their actions or omissions with respect to their pregnancy or actual potential or alleged pregnancy outcome, including miscarriage, stillbirth, or abortion, or perinatal death due to pregnancy-related cause. Hmm. Now you tell me what they're talking about. They actually specify pregnancy outcomes to include one, a miscarriage, two, stillbirth, three, abortion, or four, perinatal death. Perinatal death. Now again, if we're still confused, if the folks from California still haven't figured this one out, let's go back to the California Department of Health, which says in Title 22, CPSP Regulation 51179, I'm reading it directly from California's Department of Health, which says, 
comprehensive perinatal services means obstetric, psychosocial, nutrition, and health education services and related case coordination provided by or under the personal supervision of a physician during pregnancy and 60 days following delivery. Now, the fact checkers are saying people like Piper and all these other conservative whack jobs, these right-wing religious wingnuts, are claiming that this bill legalizes infanticide. They're wrong. That's not true. We label this false. Well, what the heck do you think it legalizes? If it makes it illegal in the state of California to investigate, prosecute, or find someone criminally liable for their actions or their omissions with respect to their pregnancy or actual potential or alleged pregnancy outcome, which would include perinatal death of their child. You tell me what these words mean. You tell me how this is going to be applied in the courts. You tell me what the police will do if this becomes the law of the land. You tell me what will happen at the Supreme Court of the United States of America as this case gets appealed and it gets brought before our nine sages in black robes and they decide to tell us whether or not it's appropriate for Americans to kill their children in the perinatal phase of life. Which, by California's State Department of Health's own definition, includes the time frame of up to 60 days after birth. This should stun everyone, but unfortunately, it appears that everybody just is shrugging this off. It's just another abortion debate, right? Because, as Justice Kennedy told us in 1992, when he wrote for the majority, siding with Planned Parenthood versus Casey in 1992, a seminal case, he said this, at the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and the mystery of human life, close quote. Now, I've told you before that this notorious mystery passage, which is what a lot of law scholars have called this, this mystery passage that was written by Justice Kennedy several decades ago, this passage, this passage was the most vacuous boatload of pablum that's ever been uttered from the Supreme Court of the United States And why would I say that? You might say, well, it sounds like he's advocating for personal liberty and personal freedom, right? You're a conservative. You say you believe in that. You hold that to be one of your first things. I do. I do. But as Jefferson told us, your liberty stops at the point where it's picking my pocket or breaking my leg. That's one of the famous Jefferson quotes. This is a bit of a Piper paraphrase, but it's very close to the Jefferson quote itself, and that is... If it doesn't break my leg or pick my pocket, what do I care? So Jefferson was essentially saying that liberty 
has parameters. It can't just be a free-for-all. You do not have the liberty to break my leg, to cause me physical harm. And you do not have the liberty to pick my pocket, to steal my property. That in the United States, property is sacrosanct. And my physical well-being always trumps your liberty, your freedom. You do not have the freedom to harm another individual. That's where personal liberties are bound within the fences of law. Back to Jefferson, excuse me, not Jefferson, back to Chesterton, G.K. Chesterton, where he said, if you get rid of the big laws, you don't get liberty, you get thousands of little laws that rush in to fill the vacuum. Another analogy he used, and that is you don't have freedom if there are no fences. All freedom is contextualized, because if there is no context, if there are no laws, if there are no fences around your liberty and around your freedom, then what you have is anarchy. You don't have a liberal society any longer. You have one that is laden with anarchists that are doing their own thing, and they are hurting other people and stealing other individuals' property. That is an obvious fact of life, correct? So when Kennedy said at the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and the mystery of human life, he opened up Pandora's box because he basically said that every individual, you and I, have the right to define what human life is or isn't. So if I decide that you're not human, that doesn't end very well for you, does it? I mean, look at what the Nazis did to the Jews. They dumbed them down to less than fully human, and then they started killing them. This is what slave traders did to Africans. This is why William Wilberforce fought against the British slave trade, because he recognized that this industry was treating a certain group of human beings as if they were nothing but animals, that they were chattel to be loaded onto boats and shipped across the ocean and then used for labor. And he said, no, this is not right. In fact, as I've told you before, he actually had a coin minted by the hundreds of thousands, and he passed these coins out throughout all of England. And on the coin was printed an image of a black man in chains. And below that image, it just said this, am I not a man? Well, the rhetorical question was, of course, this is a human being. This is a man, and you have no right to abuse him, to break his leg or pick his pocket. That your liberty, your freedom stops at his objective humanity. You do not have the right to define the mystery of human life, Justice Kennedy, and none of the rest of us do either. At the heart of liberty is the law of God not the right to define our own concept of existence, our own concept of meaning, our own concept and definition of the universe, and our own definition of what it means to be a human life. No, Justice Kennedy, we do not have that right. And in fact, if we presume to have such rights, liberty is lost. And you have opened up Pandora's box to anarchy and despotism and tyranny. And here we are, some 30 years later, and we're suffering the consequence of this terrible idea that Justice Kennedy wrote in the majority opinion of Planned Parenthood versus Casey, where he justified the killing of children, the killing of children, i.e. abortion, pre-birth, and that idea 
that idea, that terrible idea, that somehow we, the living, have the right to define who else is alive and who else is not, what human life is and what human life isn't, that we can start deciding who we're going to degrade and dumb down into less than being fully human. This is why this is why we should care deeply about this. For example, you're seeing the same terrible ideas play themselves out not only in the abortion debate, but in the critical race theory debate. When you hear people like Nick Cannon saying that white people are not fully human because we don't have enough melanin in our DNA. We don't have enough melanin in our skin. Our, our color actually is an indication that we're not as human as other individuals. Does this argument from Nick Cannon sound stunningly like the argument that the KKK was using just a handful of years ago to degrade and diminish and disparage those people with darker skin? You don't solve racism by being a racist. You don't elevate humanity by defining other people as being less than fully human. That's why the abortion debate matters. Because if we buy the lie that at the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and of the mystery of human life, if we buy that lie, then we will start presuming. The powerful will start taking upon ourselves to define those that are less powerful than us as being less than fully human. That if one inferior group of people starts imposing on my liberty, my pleasure, my happiness, then that inferior group can be designated to a lesser status and we can treat them as we will because they've imposed upon us. They've impeded our freedom and our liberty. They've taken away our financial viability. They've taken away our freedom to travel. They've taken away our freedom to pursue a career. And because those individuals have imposed upon us and taken away our desires, or at least impeded our desires to pursue those things that we wanted, then we can put them in a box. We can put them in a category. We can put them in a cage. We can put them in a grave because we've decided that they're really not human. And that's what this perinatal language does in the California bill. It actually suggests that this is not a human being up until 60 days after birth. Peter Singer argued for this at Princeton when he argued for post-birth abortion. We warned of it, we blew the whistle. Everybody said, oh, that's just a crazy crackpot academic. Piper, that'll never happen. Hmm. Well, here we are. Here we are. What happens in California ain't going to stay in California, folks. Ideas always, always have consequences. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.